because of the incredible strength of the people of our state and because of their resilience, I can tell you confidently today that the state of our state is strong and we are eager for what lies ahead. Governor John Carney has high hopes for Delaware and is supportive of several pieces of legislation that will keep the state moving forward. On this week's episode of Whip Count, we'll revisit parts of Carney's State of the State address and hear reaction from leaders on everything from the economy, pandemic, education, as well as plans to strengthen Delaware families. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, you're listening to Whip Count. Thank you for listening to Whip Count, where we keep you informed about state legislation as well as invite you to be a part of the conversation. Last week, Governor John Carney delivered his State of the State address. The hour-long speech touched on some of Delaware's accomplishments during the COVID-19 pandemic and what people can expect in the near future in 2022. But what captured the audience is the acknowledgement of how the pandemic has impacted people statewide. These last two years have brought unprecedented challenges for every Delaware family. Many have lost loved ones. Others lost their business. Our children missed important time in classrooms. We missed sports games, graduations, weddings, and funerals. Every one of us has experienced some type of loss during this pandemic. If nothing else, we all have that in common. And as we've learned the hard way over the past few weeks, we aren't through it yet. More than 300 members of the Delaware National Guard are at work right now, helping take pressure off of our hospitals and getting Delawareans tested and vaccinated. Because of the efforts of so many, we were one of only 20 states to meet President Biden's goal, 70% of adults vaccinated by the 4th of July. This work simply saved lives. For Representative Melissa Minor Brown, who's a registered nurse by trade, the governor's commitment to the health of Delawareans hit close to home. I'm just really excited to see the state's initiatives moving forward with um, getting individuals vaccinated. Um, also, uh, with the National Guard uh, being able to utilize them in the hospitals to assist, whether they are working as ancillary personnel or um, being trained as certified nursing assistants. And, and there's been such great feedback from the seniors, uh, from the residents of the long-term care facilities. They're very excited to also have these individuals there to assist them. And the work that we're doing to support our nurses, our nurses have been through so much over the last two years. Um, and, and we want to make sure that they keep them in the that we keep them in the field. This is something that uh, when you go to nursing school, you, you really are prepared for times like this, but you never expect times like this. So to be right in the midst of a, a global pandemic, it, it really takes a lot and it, and it takes a lot out of you, especially mental health wise, which is why I'm excited to see that Delaware and uh, the lieutenant governor, um, Bethany Hall Long, um, and the Behavioral Health Consortium is really doing a lot of work to address the impact that COVID-19 has had, not only on our healthcare workers, but on Delawareans in general, because that is going to be um, an area that we're really going to have to work on recovering from once we're on the other side of this pandemic. The governor also shared support for small businesses. 
We know that nationally and here in Delaware, small businesses jo drive job creation. That's why for the first time ever, we put a hyper-focus on small business inside state government, the division of small business. That includes supporting innovative new tech companies and mom-and-pop mainstream businesses. Since 2019, our EDGE grants program has supported more than 35 small businesses. These businesses are creating jobs and poised for growth. At the same time, we invested more than $400 million in pandemic relief money to shore up businesses hardest hit by the pandemic, like bars and restaurants, museums, childcare centers, and hotels. Business owners that I see every day tell me this helped them keep their doors open. Supporting businesses also means supporting the employees who work there. We know workers are not just looking for a job today. They're looking for a way of life, especially as they start a young family. They believe that good jobs should also support their families when they need that support the most. And I agree. Senator McBride has introduced legislation that would build on the work we've done for state employees and extend paid leave into the private sector. It's the right thing to do, and it will make Delaware more attractive for younger workers with, for whom we are competing every day. And I'd like to thank Senator McBride and Representative Heffernan for their leadership on this very important issue. If all goes well this legislative session, Senator Sarah McBride believes Delaware could become the 10th state in the nation with paid family and medical leave. Well, we know in the states that have already passed paid family and medical leave that it works, that it works for workers and businesses, that it works for our health and our economy. Um, of course, Representative Heffernan and I are going to continue to have conversations with our colleagues to talk about the bill, to, to discuss the positives that paid family medical leave provide for our society. Um, but I'm incredibly optimistic that with uh, Representative Heffernan leading here in the House, with the support of folks like Governor Carney, that we're going to get this over the finish line and we're going to make Delaware the next state with paid leave. McBride, Senate Bill 1, builds on top of Representative Deb Heffernan's parental leave bill that passed a few years ago. My bill to pass parental leave for all state workers, including teachers, has been a game changer for jobs, for retention and recruitment of employees for the state of Delaware parental leave. This goes is the next step, and it goes further to incorporate family paid medical leave. I think that this is the logical next step. I'm extremely supportive. We have been working really hard to answer any questions and I feel confident that we're gonna get this done. And McBride says you can help be a part of the process to get Senate Bill 1 passed. We're going to be bringing Senate Bill 1 uh, to the floor as a substitute in March. Um, and ahead of that, and as the bill heads over to the House, I encourage every member of the public to reach out to their legislator to let them know that they support paid family and medical leave in Delaware, to share their stories, to use their voices, to help ensure that we implement this life-saving benefit for Delaware workers. Fast forward back to the governor. In Carney's speech, he also made mention of Delaware's workforce and minimum wage. Two years ago, we made a commitment to make sure every state employee 
makes at least $15 an hour. Going forward, building a workforce ready for jobs of the future may be our biggest single challenge here in Delaware and across the country. Delaware employers have more than 33,000 open positions right now, but only 26,000 Delawareans who are actively looking for work. Across the country, there are 10.5 million open positions, but only 6.8 million applicants. That's why we're investing more than $50 million in federal stimulus funds to strengthen our workforce training programs. We're also expanding pathways programs in our schools. These public-private investments will expand the Pathways Program to reach more than 6,000 middle school students and 80% of our high school students. Representative Ed Ozinski, chairman of the House Labor Committee, shared his thoughts after the governor highlighted such plans. Yeah, I've been very happy with the governor's initiative on workforce training. Uh, we hear from, uh, you know, I serve on the Workforce Development Board. So we hear from Delaware employers, uh, the lack of skilled workforce. And uh, we have taken a serious look and, and making big investments through Pathways, through Elevate Delaware, through mo Moving Delaware Forward, and for the FAST Act. All these programs invest Delaware dollars into workforce training. As we recover from this pandemic, it's clear that expanding economic opportunity for all Delaware families must be job number one. We can all agree on this. A good job solves a lot of problems. So let's start there. On my first day in office in 2017, we partnered with the private sector to strengthen our economic development efforts. Working with all of you, we created the Delaware Prosperity Partnership. And that idea has paid off. Despite the pandemic, Delaware employers have added nearly 20,000 new jobs. The DPP helped them retain thousands more. Delaware's economy has rebounded from the worst effects of COVID-19 more quickly than we could have imagined. Education was another big part of the governor's speech. Take a listen. Over the past few months, I've been focused on making sure we finally deliver for the children of the city of Wilmington. Despite the best efforts of teachers and administrators, children in our largest city are not getting the education they need to be successful in life. We can do better. We can, and we must. These children and their families deserve our best efforts. Over the last month, I've knocked doors and talked directly to parents and students in neighborhoods across the city. I know they're eager for change. They want better. I've talked to and heard from educators, teachers in all of our city schools, spent half a day in Bancroft and half a day in Warner. The idea of a Wilmington Collaborative is based on models we've seen successful in other parts of the country. And so we're asking districts that serve our students in the city, Red Clay, Brandywine, and Christina, to work together on behalf of these children and their families. This model will place more decision-making in the hands of educators and local communities. And it'll offer more support for students, families, and importantly, for the teachers that are in those classrooms every day. It will place a hyper-focus on these students and the challenges they face. Doesn't solve every problem, to be sure. And we will continue to work with Senator Lockman 
and the Reading Commission to focus on issues around redistricting and the high school challenge for city students. These are certainly very important issues. But we can't let those difficult issues hold us up. We can't afford to wait, and we can't afford to keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. I hope you'll join me in finally doing right by these children. One thing that the past two years have taught me is that there is a valuing in acknowledging and celebrating the complexity of our state and our complex and often difficult history. That's why I was proud to sign Representative Dorsey Walker's bill, ensuring that a robust, accurate black history curriculum is taught in Delaware public schools. Representative Sherry Dorsey Walker, an advocate for all students to know this type of history, had this to say. House Bill 198 is so important to me and it's important to our community. But it's also important that people understand our history. And for the governor to mention it in his State of the State today speaks volumes. It says that we are actually starting to turn a corner and we're starting to understand our differences. And we're understanding that just because we're different doesn't make us any less than anyone else. We're all equal. And this is the opportunity to create equity in our classrooms. We have educators who are excited about this legislation and want to see it implemented properly. And just the fact that we do have the support of the governor, I'm excited about that. I'm excited for our children and excited for our educators that finally the real history about black history will be taught because black history is indeed American history. The theme of Carney's speech was investing in Delaware's infrastructure, especially broadband service. The need for stronger internet connections was heightened during the pandemic. These investments will go a long way to support Delawareans who need it most and strengthen our economy at the same time. It's also way past due to make sure that every home and business is connected to the internet. Currently, close to 11,600 Delaware homes and businesses lack access to high-speed broadband. Delawareans rely on stable internet connections to apply for jobs, help their children do homework, work from home, or continue their, their education online. We're investing over $100 million in federal money to make sure everyone has access to a hardwired connection, hardwired connection, and these connections are mostly in Kent and Sussex counties. Representative Krista Griffith, like so many, learned how dependent many of us are on the Internet when she and her husband were forced to work from home in addition to helping her children transition from the classroom to virtual learning. Well, it's very exciting that Governor Carney mentioned the investments in broadband. Um, Delaware will be investing $100 million in federal money um, to make sure that we 
close those deserts that exist currently in Delaware where families lack access to internet. Um, particularly in the pandemic, this has just been so concerning and so hard for so many to deal with. Um, you know, we are so reliant on the internet to go to school, telemedicine, to shop for clothes, to shop for food, to communicate with our families. But for almost 11,600 people in Delaware, there's no access to the internet. And so it's so important that we close those gaps that exist in our state and that we provide full access to the internet to every Delawarean, whether they are in Sussex County, Kent County, or Newcastle County. I'm very excited and hopeful by next year, we may have zero families that are without internet access. We'll certainly see the reality of these plans as the General Assembly considers the governor's proposed budget. But until then, Carney is charged with optimism. It's my sincere hope that when I stand across the building next year before you, the pandemic will be firmly in the rearview mirror. But the last two years have taught me that whatever happens, our state, our beloved state of Delaware, will rise to the occasion. Thank you very much. God bless you and God bless our great state. Whip Count is brought to you by the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DE House Dems, on Twitter at DE House Dems, on Instagram, also at DE House Dems. More episodes are coming, so make sure you're subscribed.